everybody. My name is Steph, the educator, and you're tuning into Essential Pedagogy um, podcast. And I just wanted to introduce you to our um, very first show. Um, I started this podcast because it's my hope as a result of you guys listening to this podcast that people within the profession and outside of the profession grow in compassion for one another and by getting an inside view of the complex structure of the American education system. So I will have guests uh, every other week on Thursdays um, to introduce you guys to and to talk about the public education system. My name is Stephanie and I have been in education for 20 years and um, I found that a lot of my friends and I would spend lots of time on um, the phone after school and chat about our experiences after school. And um, even though all of our challenges weren't fixed, it made us feel better to have a community of kindred spirits who really love children, who was frustrated with some of the things that went on in education and um, just wanted to have a, a place to vent to someone who understood. So I just want to um, make sure that everybody knows that, you know, we're trying to be as positive as we can. We have lots of things to fix within education in America, but um, we are going to shed light on some things. I have a special guest with me. Her name is Tara Sheffield, and she's been in education 27 years. Don't she look good, y'all? <laughs> Um, she is one of my good friends. Uh, we went to college together. Tara and I went to undergrad together. And uh, she actually started, of course, education before I did. She actually majored in education and I got alt cert. And um, she's really close to retirement. She spent 17 years in elementary, most of that in special education. Uh, she spent four years in high school, and the last five years, she's been a counselor in an elementary school, pre-K, um, and do you want me to share your school district? <laughs> um, so uh, she is a very um, positive person that I just want to get some of her thoughts on some things, and can you share a little bit more about yourself, Tara? Um, I think you've kind of said it all. <laughs> this is actually, I'm on uh, year 27 and um, it's, it's been a joy. It's been, it's been highs and lows with education, but it's been a joy to be able to serve uh, our, our parents and our students and most of all our community. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Tara, let's start with asking you about what do you think we need in this world today? I know that most educators, we kind of go into education with this altruistic view of we're going to change the world and, you know, we're going to make this perfect and everybody's going to love and enjoy one another. And that's not always the case, but tell me more about, you know, um, what you think the world needs more of. Um, well, you know what, one of the biggest things that I think we need more of, like you mentioned earlier, is compassion. 
but especially empathy. I think we need to have an understanding and care about how other people feel. I think if we were more empathetic and compassionate with one another, we can um, have a, a, a better level playing field with how we're educated um, because no two are alike. Um, mm -hmm. Also just, just people understanding the plight of educators and how hard we work and how much yeah. that we put into and how we pour into the lives of, of young people and our, our students and being appreciated because that level of yeah. empathy and compassion will equate to appreciation. Because I do think that we are one of the most underappreciated um, you know, um, jobs and professions mm -hmm. out there. Yeah. And so and I, it's just, it kind of is mind boggling how we, and, and I'm not, it's not a knock against sports because I love sports, but we put our <laughs> athletes and all these other people on pedestals, but we forget about the people, in, like even the coaches and the educators that help them get to where they are. And so yes. I think that we need to value um, education and, and understand and care how much that the teachers and everybody in the education profession pour into the lives of, of our students. Yeah. I have always said this, um, doctors, um, attorneys, they get certifications, they get their licenses, they have to take their board exams. We do too. We have to keep our licenses up and uh, by, you know, getting continuing education hours. Um, but a lot of people just feel like they can just barge in a school and <laughs> talk to a teacher whenever they feel like it. Like we have nothing else to do. We're sitting around waiting for uh, someone to just feel free to vent on us and get get all your frustrations out on us. Where mm -hmm. every time you have to see a doctor, every time you have to see an attorney, you have to make an appointment and sometimes pay to see these people before <laughs> you um, get a chance to you know, yank their ear on whatever else is, you know, deal, that you're dealing with. Right. Um, so um, I find that we have to, um, as educators, make people um, and assert ourselves as professionals and say, hey, you know, I have a boundary. Can I see you Tuesday? Can't see you today. Got to go to my son's football game. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we have families and lives too, and, and we just can't just stop what we're doing and, and deal with some of the things that you need, even though it is important to us to address these issues, just like it is important for doctors to, to heal people. Um, but you know, you still got to come in when they're available. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this, um, if you could change one thing about the education system, um, I already asked you that, didn't I? Um, <laughs> you said, no, you, you asked about what the world needed more. Of what, okay, so what do you think um, you think the education system needs to be, you know, what needs to be changed with the education system? It's, that's a, a loaded question because it's quite um, a bit, but. It's a lot. <laughs> it is, it's quite a few things. I, I think one of the biggest things, honestly, and that I hear and that I've heard for over 20 plus years is the pay. I, I think mm -hmm. we need to pay our educators what they're worth. Um, mm -hmm. Just because we're off in the summer, we deserve every day off in the summer and get paid for that. Because if you equate it to other salaries, it's still not the same. And we mm -hmm. need to invest more into the education system, especially in yeah. the state of Texas. 
Mm -hmm. um, because we are ranked pretty low with how much that we invest back into our educational system here in in, in the Don't state. We have that lottery. Yeah, yes. lotteries. People making billions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but um, the other thing is just. It needs to be a profession that's honorable, like it used to be. There were there were times people couldn't wait to be a teacher, and you know you like felt good about getting out there in front of those kids and and you know sharing a part of you and, and making sure that they got the work done. But now it's kind of like a fallback um, career, okay. and so we we need to you know put and to tell you the truth, you know, tell you the truth, Tara. Um, it's not even a fallback career anymore. People mm -hmm. are shutting down education programs at oh, well, institutions, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're shutting them down because people aren't enrolling in them. Um, they're going for different, you know, um, technology and things like that. Careers where, you know, they get paid significantly more. Right. You know, I, I feel like computers are important and technology is important, but I also feel like people are, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and, you know, we're the first line of defense with, with children. Uh, a lot of times we besides their parents, mm -hmm. it's a teacher that touches their lives first. Um, what do you think the greatest lesson someone has ever learned from you was? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, you know what? I, that makes me think of a story. Um, there's something that we did at the high school that I taught at, and it was called the senior pinning. And so the kids would always think about somebody that that made the most impact on their life. And it was always an honor to do that. And I did get a chance to do it two times with two different students. And so um, you said the greatest impact that mm -hmm. that I made. The greatest lesson someone has learned from you. Oh, well, I guess <laughs> that they could that they could be anything that they wanted to be if they believed in themselves. Um, I, I always set high standards, and and I, I was kind of hard on my kids, my students, because I'm I, my expectation was up here, and you mm -hmm. know even being an, a special educator, we don't limit our kids. You know those mm -hmm. indiv individualized educational plans or programs are significant to what they can do and can push them to do even more. So I always held the bar up here. So they would always say, you know, you never gave up on me. You pushed me. That was what one of the kids said that I that I pinned. And he was like, you made me always believe in myself, even when it was really tough. And so and he's also a college graduate now, too. So that that was a beautiful thing to, oh, to yeah. learn to, to believe in himself. Yeah. Because he was a special needs person, wasn't he, in the special um, needs program? He well, uh, yes, he was. Um, he just had a, a learning dis a learning disability, which I like to, of course, we call it learning differences as well. Mm -hmm. But um, it was something that he was able to to overcome. To overcome, he, awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, what is the big? We have a um, Facebook user question. It says, "What's one of the biggest challenges you face with your job? Any direct parent or child confrontation?" Okay. Well, one of the biggest. Ooh, one of the biggest challenges was COVID, 2020. Uh -oh. Okay. <laughs> Not being able to physically be there and having to do the, the computer platform. It's so different when you're able to physically be in the room with kids and be able to, you know, reach out and touch them and get their attention and, and love on them when they need it and encourage them when they need it. So being um, 
and you know, even though I, I'm a school counselor now, even then it was, I got a lot of calls about distressed parents. I think I spent more time helping the parents <laughs> than I did the kids, but that was very challenging just not being able to physically be there uh, with the kids and, and to be able to encourage them. Yeah. Yeah. That was a challenge. Mm-hmm. Although I've had some, some really interesting, I teach in middle school. I'm currently a teacher still. And um, children tend to be bigger than I am. I'm not that a big of a person. So, <laughs> so um, there was one time I had a confrontation with the child and I was trying to get him to, to learn something. <laughs> After school, I was in tutoring. We don't get paid in the schools for extra tutoring of our own students. But um, we do spend our own personal time doing this after school. So um, this particular student was being very um, difficult. And um, I was trying to get help from an administrator or whoever was on campus to get the student to to stop whatever he was doing. Uh, And he actually blocked the door where I couldn't um, get out. And um, I had to yell past the student for a male teacher who I did not even know was there and may have been there a time I was there or not um, to come in, you know, get that student. Um, But I, you know, that was one of the first times or that and only time really, I haven't had a student really get out of line that way, but only time that I felt like threatened physically um, Mm -hmm. by a student. and that was some years back, but um, that was one of my ordeals. But, you know, I've heard stories. I've heard of stories. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've heard of stories, you know. Um, you know, to answer the question that I asked Tara about what do you think, um, you know, one thing I would change about our education system is that I feel like, and this is why I look up to Tara so much, she doesn't even know this, that I've always said we needed more counselors to do counseling (laughs) in the school and not um, the schedule changer or the schedule maker or um, the master scheduler or anything like that, or the tester, you know, testing coordinator, but actually working with the students and their parents, you know, uh, helping our kids, um, our children and, um, parents to be healthier people so that we can function in this world better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, 90% of our issues in school is, you know, with disruptions and, you know, um, challenges is due to, you know, mental mental disruptions or mis- disorders um, that, you know, people really need help in. And sometimes people are getting that help, but most times they're not. Most times they're not. And um, I feel like, you know, once we are healed, then we can be a blessing to others and um, and really be our best selves. And that, and that includes children, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah, and but- I'm glad you said that. I, oh, do you want to answer go, the question? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I think what you, you hit the, the nail on the head when you said that we, we, we need the help uh, with with our mental health right now. Mm-hmm. We go to the doctor if you know if we hurt, break our arm or hurt something physically, 
So why can't we go to the therapist or the counselor when we need things mentally, when we need help mentally? And so um, one of the cool things about our district is that we do offer free um, counseling to families uh, at our counseling center. So I think that's a, a great thing. And I know other districts do it too, but I, I was hoping that every district uh, did it because I believe everybody should have access to, to, uh, to mental health. Absolutely, absolutely. If you weren't doing this as a career, what do you think you'd be doing, Tara? So a funny story, because me and you went to good old Langston University. So I was actually a- Hell you, hell you. <laughs> so I was, um, I was actually a nursing major before I changed to education and I, I did, I made it to clinicals. And so I did not have the stomach and the, I have a, kind of a gag reflex. I didn't have what it took for the, the other stuff. I, I thought the blood and the vomit and all that stuff wouldn't bother me, but you know, the smells were the worst thing for me. So I probably would have been in the health profession, but it kind of worked out because I'm in the mental health profession. So I yeah. still have that capacity to help people. So yeah. that's what I've really done is, uh, was to be a nurse. And I have really good friends that are nurses as well. And yes. I, and you didn't know this, but when I was a child, I wanted to be a pediatrician. But Aww. I just couldn't take. Now I do dissect frogs, but I'm not doing humans. Not at yeah. all. No. <laughs> and I'm a science teacher, so I'll I'll dissect frogs, but I won't I won't touch a human like that. <laughs> and we both taught science. I, we took so many science hours, right? So I yes. got to teach science on the high school level as well. Yes, yes, that was fun. You actually was at the same high school as my son. Yes, I, I was. Really appreciate that. Way back. Um, that just throws me into, you know, I took a break from education because of my mental health and mm -hmm. and um feeling uh, overwhelmed, you know, um stressed. So I took about a year and a half off. And went back to education. Um, you know, in that year and a half, I started a tutoring company. Um, and I uh, gained compassion back for the public education system because mm -hmm. I was helping students one-on-one -on -one and they had difficulties. I had lots of dyslexia students, lots of mm -hmm. students struggling in math. And, um, you know, kids tune, tune out uh, of a screen. You know, after a while, you know, you, they think it might be fun. The parents think, oh, well, they could learn from YouTube. But really, um, everybody <laughs> needs a human touch. Absolutely. I think that's one of the things that we learned over the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Is that what you think you um, took away from, you know, what people need now? Oh, absolutely. When I 100% agree with that. And um I remember my husband was saying, oh, thank God you were an educator because I don't, I, wouldn't, I don't know how to handle all of this. I don't know how to teach them stuff. I don't know what to do to motivate them. But um, that, that, that touch does make a difference. And just being in there with that, that energy of uh, that positive energy of encouragement and letting them know, come on, just move forward. We can do this. We can do it together. So it does make a difference when you're able to, to be able to physically, um, you know, uh, touch the kids and get their attention and, you know, look at them in the eye and try to engage them uh, physically as well. You know what I found? I found that whew, wearing a mask impeded communication a lot. It, it was Not so hard. It was, it was hard. 
you couldn't see facial expressions because I teach feelings to my little ones. And they're just like, I can only see your eyes with your feelings. So it was <laughs> difficult. It was. Yeah. And just it muffles your your words. So I, you know, mm-hmm. I had a hard time hearing students and mm-hmm. you you try to be as clear as possible to two kids and mm-hmm. just, you know, like, okay, I'm I'm going to say this slow <laughs> and as loud as possible. It was really tough. And mm-hmm. I just I choose not to wear a mask. Now I am vaccinated, but I I choose not to wear a mask because I want to be absolutely clear. I want everybody to read my facial expressions as well as hear what I have to say clearly. Mm-hmm. I, I agree 100% with that too. But speaking of the mask and the whole COVID thing, I, I think people need to understand not only do we put ourselves uh, out there for our kids, but we put our health out there as well. Um, mm-hmm. And and even our physical safety with all the things mm-hmm. that are happening now. So that whole empathy yeah. and compassion thing, I think that's that's so important and for people to understand um, that we are dedicated to this profession, especially those that like us that are veterans that have stayed in it. Because there were other things that I could have done, but I, I, I chose not to because I love the kids. And that's what mm-hmm. always kept me motivated was being with the kids. So, yeah, yeah. Um, there are people who chose not to stay. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Three to five yeah. years now, right? It's the average yeah. future only lasts about three, three yeah. years. Be yeah. Now yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a tough profession. It is not as easy as people think. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, they don't know all the things that we do in order to, you know, make this education thing work. Mm-hmm. Um, I just admire you. I admire um, the things that you've done in mm-hmm. children's lives and I in my child's life, you know. Um, it is it takes a village for real. It absolutely does. And I admire you too, doing your own business. You out there doing it all. Yeah. So I'm Time and attention tutoring. I love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah, still going strong. So it's just hard doing both, but it's um, very rewarding. You know, just it made me develop a compassion to keep pushing on and pushing forward in in public education because it's needed. It really is needed. Um, Somebody said you are appreciated. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So... Tara, one last thing, okay? Uh, what do you think the greatest lesson lesson you've learned from someone else um, within the, education? Within okay, well, you know what? There was a, um, a principal that I had um, mm-hmm. that I that I admire, and I, I'm gonna put her name out there. Her name was Benita Blake, and I worked with her for ten mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Uh, in the, in the school district when I was doing elementary teaching as a special edu- educator. And I learned that no matter what, you have to keep pushing through. I, I watched her as she battled cancer, um, as she wow. battled breast cancer, and she was still there as much as she could be. And, and she she fought it. And um, she inspired me because I'm like, what am I complaining about? This woman is going through chemo, but yet she shows up here every day to be here with our our students and to meet with our parents and our teachers and to be the leader uh, that she was. So I, I learned to always 
continue to, to push through no matter what adversities that you face. And that's what we have to do as educators, too, because we have some kids that come from tough situations, too. And um, mm-hmm. so just to, if we push through, then we can encourage them to push through as well. So that was Absolutely. one of the biggest lessons, resiliency and pushing through. Man, that's good. That is a good lesson. Um, you. I, you know, you talked about healthcare and or um, people battling health issues in education. You know, I just had a conversation today with another my neighbor teacher. You know how you just make friends with that neighbor teacher. Right. Um, <laughs> and I, I ran to the bathroom today, and um, it's. It's safer to have the kids in the hallway with cameras <laughs> than to have them in the classroom all you know by themselves and things like that. So mm-hmm. I ran to the bathroom. It wasn't my intention to be about 30 seconds late, but I was. And she was like, oh, I see you. Okay, you're, you're here. So she kind of kept a lookout for them. And I told her, I said, you know, I'm not, I'm done being resentful towards my profession because I can't use the bathroom. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I, I'm done with that. I'm just going to take care of myself or even Mm -hmm. anything. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to eat breakfast. I'm Mm -hmm. going to do the things that I need to do to take care of me and my body so I can be the best teacher I can be. So she was like, you know what? I'm going to be out for all of October because I have to get, you know, some incontinent stuff taken care of because of all the years of teaching and not going to the restroom or not drinking enough water and, and mm-hmm. things like that. People do not know how we push our own health mm-hmm. to the side so we can go to work every day and be consistent um, so that we are, you know, we try to, you know, teach the kids timeliness and not tardies and things like that. And yeah. then, so, so we like hold it so that we're not tardy, <laughs> you know, right. and things like right. that. But we also need to teach uh, people that, you know, it's okay to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's self-care. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Self-care. It's okay to take care of yourself. That's mm-hmm. where you're going to, to be able to take care of the people you love around you the mm-hmm. best, right? Or take, do your job the best. Or do whatever you love to do the best is by taking good care of yourself. So, you know, with that said, Tara, I hope you're taking good care of yourself. You know what? I, I try. <laughs> and you talk about the health thing. I, I have to say that I've had COVID two times and I've gotten it from school. But, you oh. know, what? I'm, and I'm vaccinated and I'm boosted. But yeah. it was not real. It wasn't severe both times yeah. that I had it. It was just inconvenient. It was Christmas, and then recently here with the um, something that I had wanted to be present at that I helped plan for almost two years. But um, that aside, um, it, it's it's okay. It's just one mm-hmm. of those you get through it and, and you keep going. So. Okay. Well, education here. You know the um, the the vaccinations don't keep you from getting COVID. It just helps with the severity. So yes. I'm glad that it wasn't severe. Just I'm felt glad. like it was, yeah. It was, I know. It was negative like after seven days, both times. So yeah, wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. You have a great immune system then, Tara. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great, you're healthy. Tell me some of the things you're doing. <laughs> Hey, taking some vitamins and supplements. Absolutely. And, and water. Hydrate. Every, hydrate. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Every day. And go to the yes. bathroom. Oh, to. 
So we have a Facebook user that asks if you do counseling sessions. Um, I do. Um, you can. I'm actually a licensed professional counselor as well um, outside of the school system. Um, and you can find me on psychology today. That's all my information there. That's good. And you're busy, a little busy with that after hours, aren't you? I, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but you're doing what you love. So it's oh, just it's all good. I love. Absolutely. So that, that would be my career now. That's my dream career is to um, to be able to, to be a therapist and, and help people uh, full with time. issues full time. And that's what I'm going to segue into after I retire, because I do yeah. have this year and next year and, and I'm going to be done. It'll be 20. You got how many years, girl, before you retire? After this year, I won't even count this year. We're on this year. We started it. So after this year, just one year, and it'll be in 2020. Yeah. Yes. It's been a blessing. Yes, you did that. You did that. Thank you. So I just want to thank you so much for being on the show. I hope to have you back sometime. Um, you've Absolutely. been a delight. I I love you to death or life, right? I love you to life. You and me. I, I know we never part. Mm. We were actually roommates. We, we were. were roommates. We were roommates. We had a blast, didn't we? I know, right? He keeps talking about that. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> I know, not right now. Not, not the show. Maybe another show. But Maybe not another show. <laughs> Yeah. But thank you so much, Cher. I really appreciate your, your insight on all this. And um, I just know that your last two years are going to be just awesome. And that um, you've been a blessing to um, those around you, and I can't wait to celebrate you at your retirement. Oh, thank you, Sam. I can't. Can. Thank you for having me. This is great. This is very nice, and it's an honor to be your first guest. I'm so excited. For you. I know. I know. I can't wait to bring you back. I know you got um, you're busy this fall, and you just made time for me, and I really do appreciate that. And uh, maybe it, you know, calm down in the spring. I don't know. Your voice might be doing track and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I will come back anytime that you will have me back. And I will Aww, Thank I you will so much. Around. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank it's you. It's been a pleasure. So um, let's see. Do we have any other questions or any comments? Well, if not, guys. I want you to continue to tune in. We'll have other guests um, talking about just different issues and different topics. Um, I have a topic coming up. Um, oh, no. I have a topic coming up uh, about um, single parents and children that come from two sets of parent homes and some of the challenges it brings. So I can't wait for you guys to tune in and hear about that. Give me, give